It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of New World Order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now, here is investigator Ed Opperman. Welcome to the Opperman Report. I am your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. This show is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com front slash Opperman Report. Uh, you sign up for free and you can get yourself a free audiobook. Okay? You know, the audiobook of your choice, anyone you want. This is one of our special broadcasts that we're doing. Uh, it'll be available in our archives on uh, OppermanReport.com. Uh, it's uh, live right now on Spreaker. It's live right now on TuneIn.com. Uh, and uh, later on tonight, about a half hour after the show, it'll be up on iHeartRadio. And it'll be on the Opperman Report YouTube channel. Then also, too, we'll put the show into rotation. Uh, for any of the stations that want to carry the show, like Parax, uh, CBS Radio, uh, Penny Entertainment on Blog Talk Radio, Late Night in the Midlands, High Point Radio, uh, FPRN, or uh, Cave Radio. Uh, all those stations are pretty much uh, at their leisure to pick and choose whatever the shows they want to uh, want to play on their stations. Uh, don't forget, we're listener-sponsored. Uh, you can uh, go to oppermanreport at gmail.com, and you can make a donation. Uh, you can also check out our new members section over at uh, oppermanreport.com in the uh, Join Us member section. Uh, where we have all kind of new shows for you on there that uh, we're doing special additional shows uh, that are not available uh, on any of the archives or YouTube. You can get them on YouTube for a dollar ninety nine a piece, or you could buy them on the uh, in the archive section uh, for a dollar ninety nine a piece. Otherwise, you could just join them and become a member, support the show. That's why you get these free shows, these extra shows that we're doing over the weekend. We did one last night with uh, Victoria DeNatalie. Uh, this charming young lady who uh, goes around speaking, motivational speaking about uh, uh, bullying and cyberbullying and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we appreciate your membership. That's what's keeping us going right now. That's the plan uh, to keep us up uh, up and running right now is with this membership section. Uh, that I'm going to go out and do these extra shows for you. And we're going to put them in a membership section and, and sell those shows. Um, you can also uh, purchase advertising. Okay. Um, you can advertise on a show like Pacific West Bamboo and InfinityHomePlans.com and the uh, the New World Mexican Women Do. Um, also, we have coming up, we're working on a project. We're going to be putting on a seminar in the fall. Uh, if you're interested in either participating in that as a speaker or uh, you have a kind of a talent for video streaming or you want to uh, come and attend, uh, send us a note either on Facebook or uh, on Opperman Report at gmail.com or you can go to operamanreport.com and hit the uh, the contact us button there and now uh, let us know if you're interested because i want to see how many how many people are, are interested in in doing that before we put too much effort into it now uh we're doing a special show tonight because there's been some new developments in the jeffrey epstein case um some really good developments um so what I'd like to do is, uh, first I'll play for you uh, an hour-long interview that I did with uh, Christopher Everhard. 
um, from Truth Frequency Radio. I did this with him back in the end of uh, March. Uh, then in early April, uh, the judge in the uh, Epstein case uh, ruled that the two uh, extra women, Jane Doe 3 and Jane Doe 4, Virginia Roberts, uh, would not be allowed to participate in the lawsuit against Jeffrey Epstein. And this was touted all over the media that uh, Jeffrey Epstein had this big victory. Uh, but I read over the court docs, and I didn't see it that way at all. I, I, I was very confident at the time. I said, no, it still looks good, guys. You know? And so we've gotten some new rulings uh, since the 25th of this month, April 25th. And uh, they're not being covered in the news. Uh, there's some minor mention of it on Radar Online and uh, other places like that. But, but this is not being covered in the news the way it should be. And this is a, a groundbreaking new uh, victory for the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. And we're going to be seeing some big stuff coming out of this. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to play for you the, um, the show that I did with Christopher Everhard on Truth Frequency Radio Network back in the end of March. And then when that's over, I'll report to you about the uh, the updates. Okay, so let's get going, and I'll talk to you in about an hour. It is good to be reminded of how resilient, unbreakable, magnificent, and powerful we truly are. And if anything provides a foundation for that, it is the book, Our Universe Journey. Go to ouruniversaljourney.com.au. Judith Baker was once a promising science student who dreamed of finding a cure for cancer. This expose is an account of how she strayed from a path of mainstream scholarship to a life of espionage in New Orleans with Lee Hart Oswald. In her narrative, she offers extensive documentation on how she came to be a cancer expert and what led to her involvement in the development of a biological weapon that Oswald was to smuggle into Cuba to eliminate Fidel Castro. Details on what she knew of Kennedy's impending assassination and her belief that Oswald was a deep cover intelligence agent who was framed for an assassination he was actually trying to prevent are also revealed. Me and Lee by Judith Baker, special JFK 50th Anniversary, signed limited edition. $30 including shipping, limited number of these available. Order your copy today at federaljack.com slash store. Real people, real radio. Wherever you are, make it TFR. Truth Frequency Radio. London calling. This is London calling on Love Wave. London calling. This is Westminster. Um, with a combat unit, it's armed with automatic weapons. Come on, Mrs. Jones. You've got to go to your second job now. You've got to earn extra money to pay the bedroom tax. I'm very lucky I've got a second job in a chemical plant. Yeah, I'm making fluoride for Syria. They're shipping it to Syria. I did not have 
sexual relations with that woman. My lords, ladies, and gentlemen, it's time to join Chris Everard in an undisclosed location deep under Buckingham Palace in Winston Churchill's war bunker. Never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories. But damn it, boy, these Brits are coming to get my husband and I are not We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Deep from inside the former communist rock, where we now torture American citizens in Poland and the Balkan states. We're tuning in to the Chris Everard Show. the uh, second hour. I very much enjoyed the first hour of the show and we have a special guest uh, calling in from Nevada which is Mr. Ed Opperman. Ed, can you actually hear us? Yeah, Chris, I hear you very well. Hello, Ed. It's nice uh, to have you on the show again. Last time you were on the show we had a big uh, viewer, uh, sorry, a big listener response because uh, our discussion was about internet trolls and these people that cause terrible problems for lots and lots of people like these stalkers on Facebook and this type of thing and I think I must have had about 20 messages uh, from listeners uh, like within an hour of us going off air and it seems to me that this problem of stalkers is is pretty big and it's something that's affecting probably millions of people's lives now that the internet has you know sort of penetrated its way into nearly every country on planet earth. Oh, yeah, I'll see. Anytime I do a show about uh, cyber stalking or online defamation, anything like that, we always get a big response. I think every, yeah. Yeah, everyone uh, has been affected by it and has been touched by it. Now, I don't know whether you heard the show that I did. Uh, it was about five weeks ago, and we did a show where we were discussing royal immunity of prosecution. And this means that any member of the royal family uh, cannot really be prosecuted for anything. In actual fact, uh, the British law says that uh, once the royal person in question is on the premises of a royal palace, you can not only, you can't arrest them, you can't question them, you can't seize any of their belongings, you can't seize any of their goods. And the reason that obviously we were discussing this on the show, Ed, this is about five, six weeks ago, is because of these amazing allegations that were filed in a court in Florida regarding a man called Epstein, who'd actually previously uh, served a prison sentence for uh, some kind of sex crime. And he is a long-standing good friend of Prince Andrew. And for our Canadian and USA listeners and all our uh, our foreign listeners, uh, Prince Andrew is the brother of Prince Charles. And Prince Charles will take over the throne of Great Britain 
and will be the head honcho in the royal family when Queen Elizabeth either abdicates or dies. So Prince Andrew is going to end up being, um, you know, the second in line to the throne if anything happens to Prince Charles. And you messaged me a little while ago, Ed, and you said that there was aspects to the Epstein case that had not really been properly examined in the mainstream media. And one of the things that I learned uh, while I was doing the show a few weeks ago, we had uh, one of the co-hosts from the Truth Frequency, Popeye, who runs the federaljack.com website. And one of the interesting things that Popeye said about this is that he had to tune in and listen to European TV and European radio. Uh, even though he, Popeye lives in Florida, there was virtually no coverage in Florida about the Epstein case. Yes, <laughs> Popeye is exactly right. And as a yeah, yeah listen to this. There was a, <laughs> some of the stuff has even been scrubbed. Some of the stuff that's been previously reported has been scrubbed because one. Wow. Yeah, one of the federal prosecutors in this case, who was trying to prosecute, wrote a three-page letter to the to the UK Daily Mail, uh, outlining how he was harassed, how his family was harassed. He was investigated. His office was investigated. All this pressure was put down on this federal prosecutor's uh, office to you know, to drop the case and to you know to, to reduce the charges and all this kind of stuff. I can't even find a copy of that three-page letter right now because it's no longer available online. And in, wow. yes, and but but the response to it is available. You can read uh, Roy Black's one of these big shot attorneys. This is a huge attorney here in the states. Uh, he yeah. defended a, a, the the um, uh, what's that case? Those are the Kennedy the, the Kennedy rape trial. He was the def- mm. defense attorney in that case. Uh, so his wow. response is available. You can find that, but you can't find the original three page letter that a U.S. federal attorney. Think of Rudy Giuliani. When he was the mm-hmm. prosecutor in New York, he was a federal prosecutor. My God, I worked on a case uh, on the defense against Rudy Giuliani at that time when he was the federal prosecutor for the, the New York district. And to, for the mafia, I worked on his case. And to, wow. Yes, the th- a big case, commission trial. <laughs> think that we would ever dare in our, in our minds think, hey, let's, let's, let's investigate Giuliani. Let's talk to his neighbors. Let's talk to his bosses. Let's try and finagle Giuliani. My God, we never would have dreamed of this. And I was a young guy. I was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty wild and crazy in those days. But they did well, in this Epstein case, yeah. Now, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, Ed, I think it's probably a, a good idea that me and you kind of just uh, give an out, a quick outline to how this Prince Andrew Epstein case co- came into the public light. It happened uh, not more than about, I think it was something like two and a half months ago, there was uh, court papers filed in a Florida court, that's correct, isn't it? Yes. And they were allegations from a young lady who claimed that she was only one of several young ladies. And when I say young ladies, that's what this whole case is about, because um, some people are saying that uh, they were below the age of consent. And they were being hired ostensibly or as a cover, if you like, this, this is what the allegations say, as uh, being masseurs. In other words, they would give massages to Mr. Epstein and also um, Mr. Epstein's VIP guests. Now, it's not just 
Prince Andrew. It actually involves other people as well, including a very high and prominent uh, lawyer who has refuted these allegations. And I believe this chap uh, actually was part of the defense team for the O.J. Simpson trial. I think I'm right in saying that. And uh, basically, these allegations, um, at first, they were reported in the British newspapers. Uh, they did not include the name of the young lady who'd made the actual allegation and filed the papers in the Florida court. About four days after this story broke in the UK media, and it did break very slowly, I have to say, there was a lot of reluctance on the mainstream media side in the United Kingdom to actually publish, you know, the extent of what had been going on. About four or five days after uh, the story broke, we did... Uh, maybe a week or almost a week after the story broke in the United Kingdom, we did eventually start to see photographs of the young lady with Prince Andrew. So that obviously proves at least one thing is that she was in a position to be a close acquaintance and they're in these photos hugging each other. Yeah, they show the picture of her when she's 17 with Prince Andrew. And, yeah, and in the background you could see uh, the woman uh, uh, who is Epstein's girlfriend. Uh, her name is uh, uh, Maxwell. I think it's her, her first name is difficult to pronounce. I think it's Jaceline Maxwell, mm -hmm. and she's yeah. the daughter of a of a big shot UK uh, publisher over there. Now mm -hmm. this picture is of this young woman when she's 17 years old. But if you pull up the documents uh, of this Florida lawsuit, you can see pictures of that same girl. Uh, when she's my daughter's age, when she's 14 years old, when she's 13 years old, when she was going on trips with Epstein to New York City, and there's pictures of her, you know, and this is a little kid, okay? So she's been groomed. By the time she got to 17 years old like with her arms around uh, uh, Princess Andrew, uh, she was um, being groomed and being mm -hmm. uh, molested, okay, from, from the age of like 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Now, has there been any uh, kind of movement in the actual case of the... Papers that were filed in Florida, are they still standing or have they been withdrawn? And has the case progressed at all into a hearing? Okay. Now, you have to understand, absolutely this is going on. This is continuing. Yeah. It, it's okay. getting silence in the press a bit, but the case is continuing. Uh, this woman, uh, Veronica Roberts, this young lady who had her arms around uh, uh, Prince Andrew, uh, Virginia Roberts, okay, I'm going to get that wrong continuously. Her name is Virginia Roberts, okay, uh, and I get that wrong constantly, but her name is Virginia Roberts, this young lady. Um, her attorneys, one is a former federal judge, and the other one is uh, this man Edwards, who's a very, uh, Brad Edwards, who's a very, very competent, he's a very competent, uh, well-respected Florida attorneys, okay? Now, this, okay. the litigation down in Florida, this is not some kind of he said, she said kind of thing. This is a federal civil rights litigation against the United States um, because oh, I see right see people think this is oh these are allegations this is he said she said what this lawsuit is about is that when the state of Florida prosecuted Mr. Epstein okay and he he took a plea deal and in his yeah, yeah he pled guilty uh, to uh, uh, soliciting sex from a woman okay from soliciting prostitution Okay, that was his plea deal, which he got away with murder in that case, okay? 
Um, so now, but they never notified the victims of the case. All these underage girls, they never told them about this plea negotiation. They never told them about the plea arrangements. And still, the details of this plea deal are sealed. Mm-hmm. And all of his co-conspirators have immunity. One wow. of his co-conspirators is this woman, Jaceline Maxwell. I'm pronouncing the first name incorrectly, I'm sure. But this woman, Maxwell, attended Bill Clinton's daughter's wedding after this mm-hmm. this litigation. And also, too... Um, this is not some kind of he said, she said litigation allegations. He settled 30 other lawsuits with these young girls, young girls, okay, has uh, settled out of court with them. Million dollar settlements with these many, many girls have come forward. This is a different now, litigate. You go ahead. Yeah. Now, am I right in saying it that, uh, you know, what we're talking about is the case where Epstein did actually end up serving, you know, a very short uh, period of time in incarceration. And am I right in saying that because he agreed to, you know, make some kind of financial um, kind of offer to the victims in that first case, his sentence was negotiated by a lawyer that was representing Mr. Epstein. Now, am I right in saying this, Ed, that one of those lawyers on his team had actually been working in the White House and had actually been... Uh, one of the kind of senior aides to George Bush Jr. Is that right? I'm not familiar which, no, with what lawyer that could be. Uh, the lawyers... Uh, I'll look it up after, uh, during the break. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll pull it up out of my archives. But apparently there was a phone call put in on behalf of Mr. Epstein a phone call. by a hotshot lawyer who actually used to work for George Bush Jr., Okay, way more than a phone call. If you look into how uh, <laughs> a phone call, <laughs> you kidding me? The, 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 like I said, the, the Southern District, the federal prosecutor for the Southern District of Florida, who is equal to Giuliani, wrote a three-page letter talking about how he was being harassed and, and, and followed around, stalked with pressure. Pressure came wow. down from yeah, pressure came down from the from the the, the federal government to, to drop these charges. Uh, but oh, I um, see. And it wasn't just that he made a financial settlement to one of the victims down in Florida. None of the victims down in Florida were being even clued in on what the settlement was. Uh, he got this deal basically because the feds dropped the case uh, and they dropped it down to the state. And, the, and he was able to negotiate this deal with the state. Some of his lawyers, one was Kenneth Starr, the one who did the whole uh, Monica Lewinsky case against Bill Clinton. That whole I see. That was one of his lawyers. Another one is Roy Black. Who defended one of the Kennedy rapists, uh, uh, Kennedy, Will Kennedy Smith? Uh, this guy's mm-hmm. a huge lawyer as well. Big Josh shot Lloyd. Roy Black is a huge lawyer in Florida. Uh, another one was uh, Alan Dershowitz, who's a Harvard professor. Uh, he's the one who was accused later on by Virginia Roberts of also being uh, involved in all this uh, uh, shenanigans down there as well and being on the plane. And now he's uh, yeah. he's being sued for defamation uh, by Virginia. Yeah, Mr. Dershowitz actually. Uh his statement of denial of saying that the allegations were not true, his um, uh, kind of statement was carried as a number one headline at the BBC three days in a row, which is very unusual. Oh, no, yeah, all the denials, all the other side is getting a lot of press on this, okay? Yeah. But these girls, these little girls, okay, and uh, the, the butler in Epstein's house... 
he testified to the police. He, he gave a statement to the police that there were as many as three girls a day coming to this home being molested every single day by this man Epstein. Now, Epstein, oh, I see. Epstein cut a deal like, my God, uh, this guy, man, there were, there were like uh, 17 uh, known victims in the – because I read all the documents on this. I read the, the um, yeah. affidavit of probable cause, the search warrant, uh, read everything. Now, there were all these victims. There was a ton of victims. But he just pled guilty to one charge of soliciting prostitution. If he had been c convicted of all these charges, he'd be in jail for the rest of his life. Now, he, he, sir, he got 18 months where he only served weekends, nights and weekends. It's like a work release deal. So oh, wow. He, yes. He only had to sleep in the jail. In the jail where he slept, he had donated $90,000 to that sheriff's department that then housed him in this jail. Wow. Dude. In that jail. Okay, no. He, he, served, he served 13 months of an 18-month sentence in a private wing where there were no other prisoners. Wow. He could leave during the day, get on his private 747, fly down to his island in the, in the Virginia, uh, Virgin Islands, fly to New yeah. York, fly to uh, um, uh, um, New Mexico where he has another mansion on a ranch over there. And when he flew there, if you live next door to any of these homes in Palm Beach, Florida, or next to his, his mansion in New York City or his mansion in New Mexico, if you were to type in, hey, are there any convicted sex offenders living next door to me? He doesn't come up because he uses his Virgin Islands address. Now, oh, I see. He's in there for 18 months, sleeping in there for eight hours a night. Okay, the rest of the time he's free to do whatever he wants. We have a copy of his commissary records. This man is buying Jurgens hand lotion and Vaseline petroleum jelly while he's there in jail for eight hours. Because this guy is such a threat that he cannot keep his hands off himself for eight wow. hours while in jail. Wow. Now, I mean, any of the listeners listening to this show would uh, by now have realized that Mr. Epstein is not short of a few pounds. And he's, he's a very wealthy man. Um, I have to say, Ed, that the UK newspapers, they describe him not as a millionaire, but they describe him as a billionaire. Yes, he's a billionaire. Uh, now, from, from you know, where you've been following this case, can I ask you, uh, where, you know, where does he get his money from? Brother, that's a great question. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. Okay. When I started researching Epstein, man, it, I, you know, my blood is pumping over this case, man. I'm really upset. Now, Epstein is a guy that was born in Coney Island, Brooklyn. Okay? Coney Island, yeah. And it's not a rich neighborhood. This is a poor neighborhood in Brooklyn. Okay, we're, It is. It is, yeah. Right. We're about the same age. He went to Lafayette High School in Brooklyn. So I don't know if you guys have it over there in the U.K., but people in here in the United States, think of Welcome Back, Cotter, the TV show. That's the kind of high school he went to. I see. Now, somehow, this is not a college preparatory high school, but somehow yeah. he gets out of there and he goes, he, he goes to Cooper Union down in the village. Cooper Union's a fancy school where, where uh, they only accept like 2% like of the people who apply. And once you get accepted there at that time back in the 70s, uh, it was free tuition, 100% free. Wow. Now, Coney Island is known by British people. Okay. I mean, you know, we, we see it in movies. It's a very poor area. I don't know whether it's still poor, but it, it used to be poor when I, when I went there. Yeah, it's worse now, yeah. Uh, so how comes there was this giant leap in his education career? I mean, oh. how on earth did he afford to go to a, a, a Swiss school? Well, Cooper Union was free, 
Okay, uh, free I see. But but, okay. but but the high school is not a preparatory school to to get into this kind of school. This is like a mm. uh, yeah, you know. But then he leaves Cooper Union and he winds up at NYU. Now we don't know about it, how he got paid for that or whatever, but he's at NYU. Leaves NYU right uh, without a degree. You know where he winds up? No. Teaching. He becomes a teacher at the Dalton School, which is the Upper West. Uh, the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's a fancy school, man. Let me tell you, because my grandmother lived right around. It's right by Central Park. Okay. Yeah. Fancy private school, and he's teaching in his in his private with no college degree, no no college uh, diploma, and he's a teacher in this school. And, and this school is middle school and high school, and they wear those same little school uniforms, those those uh, uh, typical schoolgirl uniforms that he has this fetish about now that he's making these little girls dress up in. I see. Now, now, wow. Yeah, now how does he wind up from there as a partner at Bear Stearns? Good question, right? Well, it comes up mm. in some articles because uh, they interviewed this guy after he gets outed flying Clinton around on his plane. People say, well, who is this guy Epstein? What's his story? They do a piece on him in Vanity Fair. And according to him, uh, he was teaching and tutoring one of these kids in, uh, in this uh, Dalton school. Yeah. And the parent was a partner over at Bear Stearns. Meets Epstein, and Epstein was tut- uh, tutoring his son, but was also good friends with the guy's daughter. Is how they quote it back in those days. Epstein, oh, I see. Yeah, I see. He gets he gets ushered into Bear Stearns. <laughs> Dude, he's there for six years. He leaves Bear Stearns in six years. Quote unquote is a billionaire. There's some other stuff too, where he's he's hooked up with this con man doing this Ponzi scheme shortly after that. But he leaves Bear Stearns as a you know saying in public. I'm only going to accept billionaire clients from now on. And who's his, wow. yeah, and who's his big client? Uh, this guy, uh, Leslie Wexler, who is, uh, owns Victoria's Secrets, owns uh, uh, all these... Um, these. He's a big retail giant, is he? Right, but also of preteen outfits and preteen clothing. Of, oh, uh, I see. Uh, yeah, Abercrombie & Fitch, those kind of stores. Um, oh, uh, the Limited. You know, those, these are American stores where little girls go to dress up like hookers, okay, <laughs> basically. And this is Epstein's wow. big, giant client. That is one and only client, pretty much. He's the only public client, and he's still Epstein's client to this day. But the thing is, Ed, even though you, you, know, you might get great clients like that in, in a career like that, and you could easily you know, earn millions of dollars, it's a big leap, isn't it, to go from being a millionaire to a billionaire? Yeah, Absolutely. And one thing you might want to consider is that when um, uh, the police uh, served their search warrant on his man yeah. down there in Palm Beach, uh, one of the things they found was recording equipment, uh, video. Uh-huh. And that they said, they said, I believe I read in the uh, the probable cause affidavit uh, that they found recording equipment that could be used for blackmail. Now, you, you have to take that with a grain of salt because I was speaking to Nick Bryant last night, uh, Friday night, and he's the one who actually uh, – uh, procured those documents and when i brought that up to him he says oh no no it didn't say blackmail in the documents but i believe it did say so i'd have to go back. i see well, yeah well i have to say uh you know because when we started this show uh nearly two hours ago there has been a very high profile case in a very very rich area of london called hampstead and uh, the allegations come from two school children you know, uh, they come, they go to a normal primary school. It's not one of these very, very fancy, expensive schools. But the interesting thing is that 
huge amounts of money, according to the allegations of these children, were being earned by people selling videotapes of these ritual kind of cult get-togethers. There was maybe 15 or 16 people there. Uh, they were doing all kinds of sex acts with children. They were videotaping it, and this is one of the big income streams. Now, the kids didn't mention the word blackmail, but you can put two and two together. Right. Uh, another thing to consider, I'm familiar with the case you're talking about with those two kids. There's a lot of accusations back and forth or the kids you know, coach or whatever. But once you get to this level of things, it can be covered up in family court. And uh, yeah, because yeah, they're all on the other side. But one mm. of these things about Epstein's mansion, you've got to remember down there in Florida, is that he had, and everyone talks about this, it's in the affidavit. They had to show this to a judge to get a search warrant. And these young girls who were being molested in this home, they were being lured out of their high school to go massage this guy. And well, he would start attacking them. They were having naked pictures taken of themselves. And he had these pictures in frames on the walls of his home there in Palm Beach. So anybody, wow. yes, anybody that walked in and out of that home is a witness to child pornography. Anybody who worked in that home is, is in possession of child pornography. They should all be rounded up and arrested. Wow, wow. So uh, am I using the, the word in the right way? It's a possible, it's a kind of entrapment situation. So as soon as you become his friend, he invites you down like he was inviting lots of VIP friends. And, you know, they go into the spider's lair. Right. Who knows? Okay, who knows? There had to, you know, but another thing, too, is, you know. Now, Ed, I, I, I just want to pause you there because we've got a 90-second break coming up. I just want to say to the listeners, Ed's been on the show before. We've got a lot of uh, listener reaction. Ed, Ed is actually a private investigator, and we'll talk a little bit about the world of private investigation after this break. It's a very, very short break. It's only 90 seconds, so stay with us. So, you want the news and information without the hate, the hype, the fear. Well, you've come to the right place. You can support Truth Frequency Radio by spreading the word on social networking sites like Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite forums. Want to take Truth Frequency Radio on the road? Listen on your iPhone, Android, Blackberry, or other mobile devices. Want more than just the free stuff? Sign up for a VIP membership for as little as $4 a month and get super high-quality downloads, member-only content, and instant access to your favorite shows without the wait. It's only through your loving support that we're able to cover the cost and continue broadcasting. So now, stay tuned for more Free Speech Radio right here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. KTFRA. Worldwide. Sure, I'm glad I tried that new Iodine Now micro plant powder formulation. You liked it, huh? I told you it would change your life. Yeah, I feel fantastic, and I have so much more energy. Hi, I have your Iodine Now delivery. Oh, yes, my second order arrived. Thank you so much. Hey, buddy, why don't you ask this lady out for a date? Good idea. Now that I'm taking Iodine Now, I have the energy to enjoy my life again. It looks like you're getting back your old charm, buddy. 
I'd love to go out to dinner with you. And can I try some of the iodine now? Of course you can. You just delivered me a one-year supply. Your future looks really great. I finally agree with you. Iodine Now, part of the Microplant Powder family. Microplant Powder is available in 15 different formulations. Call 888-910-4367 or visit the website to find the one that's right for you. And listen to our new audio descriptions for every product only at MSUSA.org. Here at MyPatriotSupply.com, our customers are number one. Built on a self-sustaining business model, we don't know our existence to big banks or big business. Instead, the company was built by you, the customer. The success of My Patriot Supply is a testimony to the loyalty and dedication of each and every one of you, to our old-fashioned values and to operated customer service. These elements alone have made us the number one choice of patriots everywhere. We believe that being prepared should not be a luxury reserved by people with large disposable incomes, which is why we have the products you need at the prices you can afford. We bring you our Patriot Pantry brand of storable food, which features top-of-the-line flavors and carefully packed to store for 25 years, plus water purification systems, non-GMO heirloom seeds, survival gear, and much, much more. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com or call 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. MyPatriotSupply.com. Welcome back. This is the Chris Everard Show broadcasting live on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. My special guest is a private investigator who's been a guest on our show before, Mr. Ed Opperman. And we are discussing the fascinating Epstein Prince Andrew uh, case, which was filed in a Florida court uh, just a couple of months ago. And we are joined in the second hour at Radio Calabria in Italy, Radio Sterling on AM in Scotland, and worldwide on truthfrequencyradio.com. And this uh, show will be postcasted as a TV show on the Enigma channel. And the Enigma channel makes documentaries about subjects which are usually been <laughs> censored by the mainstream media or just not even covered at all. And uh, you can subscribe to the Enigma channel at enigmatv.com. And I've just finished uh, doing a, a TV special called The Sound of Satan, which exposes uh, the kind of demonization of the music industry and the kind of iconography of demons and Satanism that you see on music TV channels. And I've also made another TV special just recently, which is called The Serpent Gods of Ancient Egypt. And that show features an Egyptologist called Ibrahim. And uh, we discuss uh, basically the iconography that you find in the ancient crypts at places like Dendera in ancient Egypt that shows these weird amphibian humanoid beings carved into the walls. And uh, I'm going to be following that up with a new documentary at the end of next week. And that is about the censored parts of the Holy Bible. 
because there are actually nearly 100 uh, ancient texts that were censored and blocked from being actually part of what we call today the Holy Bible. One of those is called The Life of Adam and Eve, and it describes uh, how there were eight spiritual beings involved in the creation of Adam. And all of this information was censored, and uh, there's also other parchments uh, featured in this new documentary on the Enigma channel. Uh, some of them uh, cover the uh, childhood of Jesus, uh, which is virtually unspoken of in the official version of the Holy Bible. So if you're interested in history, uh, there's also documentaries about uh, exploration in space, life in the universe, and conspiracies. And uh, there's also a whole section of documentaries uh, about the latest technological uh, advancements in video making, audio, uh, filmmaking, photography, uh, audio DJing. I mean, it, there's a vast amount of stuff there that you just don't find on the mainstream media. And that's the Enigma channel. That's EnigmaTV.com. Now, getting back to this case that was filed a couple of months ago uh, by a young lady. Her, her name is Virginia Roberts, and she seems to have been a long-term acquaintance of a man who's not a millionaire, he's a billionaire, and his name is Mr. Epstein. And uh, our guest uh, today is Ed Opperman, and I want to say to the listeners that Ed is a very professional private investigator. Now, Ed, whereabouts uh, are you based? I, I think uh, when we last spoke, you, you were based in Nevada. Are you still there? Yeah, in Henderson, Nevada, we have our uh, digital forensics uh, business where we do the, the cell phone forensics and the computer. Oh, yeah. 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 And then we have the PI businesses run out of uh, uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And <laughs> kind of a okay. Now, if people want to contact you, Ed, I mean, you know, obviously, if, if there's listeners out there that need the services of a private investigator, uh, where, where do they go for, for finding you a, a website? Well, the website is called emailrevealer.com. Or you can email... emailrevealer.com. Yeah, or you can email me at oppermaninvestigations at gmail.com. <clears throat> okay. Now, your email revealer is a service, isn't it, for actually revealing the hidden data in email. So that if, if say, for example, somebody... Uh, has been receiving threats like from you know one of, one of these many many internet trolls you run a service don't you where uh, you know you can actually extract data which is normally hidden yeah we can investigate emails uh, to either locate or identify uh, the sender of the email uh, what we can I also see. do is uh, let's say someone's a, a bail jumper or a runaway kid I can email them and when they open my email I can locate where they are when they open the email uh, mm -hmm. There's a ton of stuff oh, with emails that people have no idea. I can also, if you yeah. think uh, your, your husband or your wife is cheating on you, I can trace that email back to online dating websites and gambling sites, porno sites, escort service. There's a ton of stuff you can do with emails. Okay, so that's emailrevealer.com. Right. Okay, now getting back to this Epstein uh, case... I did uh, start off this section of the show uh, when you first came on, Ed, talking about um, royal immunity from prosecution. And I don't know whether uh, this is common knowledge in the United States of America, but no member, not one single member 
of the royal family, the British royal family, uh, can be arrested or prosecuted. <coughs> now, they can refuse subpoenas without any comeback whatsoever. And um, is this common knowledge in America that the royal family are people who are above the law? No, it's not. I had no idea about that. But let me ask you a question. What about mm -hmm. people, uh, these famous people who are knighted, like Sir Paul McCartney and Sir uh, Bob Gilder? Yeah. Uh, do they have uh, those same uh, exemptions? I don't think they do unless uh, they are a member of either the House of Lords or uh, a member of the House of Commons because I believe that uh, politicians are given immunity from prosecution as well. And I'm pretty sure that that uh, is the case if when you're made a lord. Now, when you get a knighthood, uh, you get the title of just being a sir, like Sir Richard Branson or Sir Paul McCartney. And, um, you know, those people have got, you know, their own businesses. And I don't think that they have any immunity from prosecution. But uh, if they are made a lord and they sit in the lords then because that's considered to be the second house in the Houses of Parliament, I think that uh, they do get uh, immunity from prosecution. That's just fascinating. I don't know how you guys over there let them get away with that. Uh, <laughs> well, there's nothing we can do about it. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think it's something, man. Just unbelievable. <laughs> you know, it's a very, it's a very old tradition, Ed, <laughs> and it's very difficult to, you know, kind of change that tradition. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, people are waking up. There's no question about it. And I think through broadcasts like this, you know, uh, I think we've had something like 4.7 million downloads since this show started. So uh, now I can say that there's millions of people who are interested in these types of subjects, which we, me and you are discussing now. Yeah. And who knows, uh, you know, as time goes on, we may get uh, a political sea change and we may get new political. Well, I know we are getting new political parties cropping up all the time and they may propose, you know, a change to. Uh, the law. But I have to say, Ed, that um, there have been members of the Lords and they have committed huge crimes of fraud, embezzlement of money. I mean, we've got a few notorious Lords and we've also got a few notorious members of Parliament who have also, uh, you know, been basically involved in criminal activity. Now, the interesting thing is, is that just recently, there was an expenses scandal at the uh, Houses of Parliament and three of the members of Parliament were given prison sentences, but they were very short. They only received something like three months in prison. Some of them had embezzled huge sums of money. I mean, I'm talking about more than £100,000, which in dollars is a lot of money. And uh, so, you know, I, I think that the... The situation is this, is that if it, look, if it reflects badly on the House of, uh, Houses of Parliament and if it reflects badly on government itself, they will give a token prison sentence out just to make it look as if, you know, they've done their job, you know, properly and that there is some kind of law for these people. But uh, generally speaking, I have to say that several of these lords, one of them is a very notorious lord called Lord Mandelson, uh, before he was a lord, he was a member of parliament and he was a member of Tony Blair's cabinet.
And uh, this guy resigned, I think, from the government twice over various allegations. And then he was made a lord. So it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the situation in, in Britain. Is, is there a case that, I mean, is Obama free of prosecution? Does he have uh, immunity? Well, you know, no. Obama could be prosecuted, you know. Uh, the president could be you know, impeached. They can be prosecuted and all kinds mm. of stuff. Well, we had a vice president, uh, Agnew. Uh, that was charged with all kinds of IRS uh, crimes, and he had to resign. He, I think he, I don't think he served time with some kind of criminal charges. Yeah. So it can happen, but you know, uh, another, you know, we were just discussing a case the other night uh, with again with Nick Bryant, the author of uh, uh, the Franklin Scandal, and a new, oh yeah, right, and a new book called uh, Confessions of a DC Madam. And in this case, the Confessions of a DC Madam, the guy who was spending twenty thousand dollars a month. Uh, on these call boys, these gay escorts, you know, he's having them sent over daily. He was blackmailing everybody openly. Yeah. Uh, his bodyguards were Secret Service agents. Well. Yeah. Well, I, I do remember that uh, not so long ago there was a case where some Secret Service agents were escorting Obama and they went out for a night, you know, in a bar together. And, uh,. Uh, some lady, uh, she made allegations that she'd been assaulted by Obama's own secret, secret service agents. Oh, yeah, forget it. That was one of my cases, by the way, you know, the, the case. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, the case. I testified for Congress on, on the secret service misbehavior. Um, the wow. Case, yeah, the case was um, uh, when the, those secret service agents who went down to Columbia. That's it. That's they, it. Right. They picked up an escort. They took her back to their... They signed her into their hotel room. You know, they had to sign in these, these escorts. All done right out in the open. And then they refused to pay their tab. Then the local cops came down and Big Stink came out. It was all in the news. It was a congressional investigation. One of those yeah. agents was involved in, uh, uh, in uh, protecting Sarah Palin in Alaska. And my client, Shaley Tripp... Was uh, the same. Uh, she was my client. Shelly Chip was a uh, prostitute in Alaska, and uh, she claims that one of her clients was Todd Palin, the husband of Sarah Palin, the uh, vice presidential candidate a few years back. Yeah. Obama ran the first time, uh, so she said, well, to me, "Ed, I know that guy. It's the same guy. He did the same thing to me. She knew this before it was on the news. She knew his name. She knew where he was stationed. She knew everything about the guy. So uh, I, I have to believe she was true. But this the well, secret service. Oh my God." Christopher, the Secret Service <laughs> is so bad. During the Olympics, when the Olympics were being held in Utah, there was yeah. all these big scandals about the Secret Service agents picking up high school age kids and taking them back to parties with alcohol back in their hotel rooms in, in Utah. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, Utah is the, 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 is the state of the Mormons, which are meant to be good people as well. Yeah, and, and Mitt Romney was the one who was, uh, he was the the chairman of the Olympics at that time, too. So, but you'd think this stuff would make the news more uh, prominently. Wow. Yeah, there was another well, case uh, yeah, go ahead, with the Secret Service really quick um, during my uh, hearings. I was just going to say to you, Ed, uh, did you know that diplomats who work at the embassies around the world, oh, yeah. that they have what you call diplomatic immunity from prosecution? I'm very aware of, uh, well aware of that because I'm from New York City, and that's where we have the UN, so you run into these guys all the time. Uh, but let me yeah. tell you something. Uh, as much as these guys have diplomatic immunity, um, I believe 
firmly that every single one of these people is compromised with blackmail and have agents totally surrounding their life and people are infiltrating their life. I actually had a girlfriend who was a, a, a diplomat, not a diplomat, she was a, um, a delegate uh, for an, a Middle Eastern country. Uh, and uh, I can tell you, these people are surrounded by all kinds of agents from other countries as well as agents from our own country and private agents and all kinds of stuff. And I talked, to this, uh, I talked about this to um, Jim Rothstein, uh, who was a former NYPD detective and uh, now is the mayor of a town up in uh, Minnesota. And uh, he totally agrees with me that, uh, that all of these delegates and diplomats are all compromised through blackmail and all kinds of stuff. Well, yeah, they have these things called diplomatic black bags. And there's no black bags, and there's been a few cases... Uh, you can read up on this if you don't leave me. It's it's actually published on the internet. Oh, the black bags where they can uh, go through uh, the airport um, with the flags? Uh, yeah, uh, well two of these diplomats, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they can put any kind of object, even if it's uh, drug contraband or whatever, into these diplomatic uh, black bags, and they are forbidden from being searched by airport security. But there's no limit to the size of a diplomatic black bag. Right. Uh, in natural fact, I think an entire aeroplane uh, was, was taken from one country to the other. And the diplomats just, you know, they just said, this aeroplane is diplomatic property and you're to treat it as if it's a diplomatic black bag. And it moved from one country to the other and it was never even searched. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but there's all kinds of ways to get around yeah. it, too, you know? Yeah. Now, coming back to this uh, Epstein thing, um, the the rules of royal immunity from prosecution, uh, basically, it's within the borders of the British Isles if a member of the British royal family is actually on the grounds or in the gardens of a palace or definitely inside the premises of a palace, they cannot be arrested and none of their goods can be seized. I mean, obviously, in a case like this, uh, I think normally the police would be wanting to uh, get laptops and mobile phones or at least get the bills to see who's been called and this type of thing. None of that can go forward if it involves, as in this case, a member of the British royal family. Do you know uh, at all, Ed, if that immunity dissolves away if they're on foreign soil? No, I don't know, but I can tell you this. I don't think that Prince Andrew has a worry in the world, okay? I think he could come here and do whatever he wants. Uh, and just like, yeah, because, you know, he was on trips down there to Thailand. Oh, these are photographed. And he was down there in Thailand with uh, Epstein, you know. And Epstein, by the way. I did not know that. Oh, I, I had no idea that they'd been to Thailand. Uh, well, you know where else they've been to? Uh, one of uh -huh. the places they used to hang out and party at was at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, owned by Donald Trump, okay? And this oh, wow. girl, oh, yeah, and this girl, Veronica Roberts, she also worked at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, there's a little confusion whether she worked there in the ladies' locker room or worked at the coat check room, but either way, she was underage and she was working at Mar-a-Lago. Her father also worked at Mar-a-Lago as a maintenance director, and now he owns a horse ranch, okay? So... I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but let me give you a little quote here of Donald Trump when, when, when uh, Epstein first came to light because he was flying Bill Clinton around on his plane. 
uh, Vanity Fair interviewed Donald Trump. This is a direct quote. I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy, booms Trump from a speakerphone. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side about On the younger side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life. Now that's what Donald Trump... Now, now, was Donald Trump questioned in this case? You got the girl working for him. You got the uh, Epstein visiting Prince Andrew. Is his uh, resort there? Was he questioned in this? I don't think so. Well... I mean, you would think, wouldn't you, that uh, they would at least uh, ask Donald Trump, you know, just basically what the circumstances were as a polite, you know, kind of questioning session. Well, when Trump uh, was asked about Bill Cosby and the allegations about him, he says, well, Bill needs a better press agent. I see. Oh, dear. It's a very serious situation, isn't it? Oh, my God. Because basically what, what it means is that, you know, what we're seeing unfolding in the mainstream media is that these billionaires, um, they're able to live above the law. I don't even think you have to be a billionaire. I think part of it has to be, just like Trump says, you hire the right press agent, you hire the right press people, you can keep stuff out of the news, and they don't dare bring it up, because right now Trump is on the news all over the place, but his exploratory committee to run for freaking president, and no one even stops to ask him, hey man, what, what was your relationship with Epstein? You know, there's no doubt mm-hmm. Ep- Epstein's convicted. He confessed. Yeah. I mean, do you think that it's a serious bid? Do you, do you really think that Donald Trump might run as president? No. If you ever look into Trump's uh, real life and his real history, there's all kinds of shenanigans with his financial transactions. He's from Staten Island, oh, too. Yeah. Uh, we're from the same place in New York. I could tell you some stories off the record about me and Donald Trump. I want to ask you, yeah. Ed, uh, and I was watching this uh, video that was uh, videotaped at the Washington Press Club a few years ago. Um, have you ever seen the video of the presentation there? by a man called Larry Sinclair. Yeah, I have. I, I've never seen that video, but I'm very familiar with the Larry Sinclair story. I don't know... It's a fascinating, uh, it's a fascinating uh, kind of confession that he makes because he starts off by admitting on camera, you know, that he'd made lots of mistakes in his life and he, he's committed felonies and he's had a few, you know, kind of problems with the police. And he comes across as a very kind of straightforward guy. And uh, the allegations that he makes about Obama, I mean, it seems to me that uh, Barack Obama could sue him easily. But I don't think any legal actions ever been taken against Larry Sinclair, which obviously leads us to the question, is he speaking the truth or not about, you know, Obama um, being involved in drugs and this type of thing? Well, Obama himself has admitted in his book that, you know, he smoked marijuana. He, he's used yeah. book, just like Larry Sinclair says about him. Uh, the, the homosexuality, I don't think uh, uh, Obama's ever admitted to. But Larry Sinclair has come under a lot of harassment and legal... Yes, he has, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. But uh, there's no evidence at all uh, showing that Larry Sinclair has ever received a writ or he's, he's never been sued, has he? No, but there was a lot of shenanigans where he was paid to take a polygraph, and then the results were disappeared, and the websites went down, you know. Mm-hmm. So who knows, man? You know, uh, but it, you know, 
if there's any yeah. Larry Sinclair, I think that all the harassment against him validates his accusations, because otherwise... And, and then, on the other hand, no one questions Obama or his, even his press secretary and says, hey, what do you say about these allegations by Larry Sinclair? And never, no one ever mentions it. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you think is going to be the next development in the case with the young lady who filed the case against Mr. Epstein in Florida? You know what? Um, uh, from what I hear... Um, is that the case is moving, moving forward, and they may, we may at least see that they'll unseal the negotiations and all that kind of stuff to see how he got this deal, how Epstein got this deal. Um, yeah, I think Epstein himself is so hooked up with these billionaires and the Clintons and all these people, you know, and yeah. Dershowitz, you know, and and also you know, Epstein donated a ton of money, like twenty five million. Uh, to the Harvard Law School, you know, so the, he had the Harvard Law pr Professor at his house. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, oh, my God, not just Epstein, but there's this other guy, Jean-Luc Brunel, who is a, a, a well-known model scout, and this guy was exposed like 10 years ago for, for his uh, misbehavior with these young models. Now, he, yeah. this guy was, there's no doubt this guy's buddies with Epstein, he signed in. He visited. He visited Epstein sixty times in, in the fifty-two weeks that Epstein was there in jail in Florida. Now the allegations against this guy that, that Veronica Roberts makes is that she actually provided. He provided Epstein with three twelve-year-old girls for a birthday present. Uh, oh wow! But but even in the Vanity Fair article back from two thousand three, two thousand four, way back then, uh, they alluded to parties at Epstein's house. In Manhattan, uh -huh. where there were a bunch of young girls, like uh, uh, East European models that were dressed like a, way too provocatively. Everybody was uncomfortable. You know, so this, this was known. This is known stuff. Trump is talking about it and laughing about it. Well, well I have to say, Ed, that uh, there are uh, very similar parallels to this case as there was with uh, Sir Jimmy Savile. Right. He was knighted by the Queen. And he was a millionaire, and he was basically he was a millionaire for one reason, and that is because he presented children's television shows on the BBC, and also radio shows for many many decades, and the BBC made this guy a millionaire, and he drove around in a Rolls Royce, and he used to visit this home for young girls. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, he died, and then all these people came forward, and they said it was no secret. They knew what was going on but you see the guy was rich uh he he gave lots of donations to charities supposedly and uh, he glossed over you know the type of character that he really was you know what yeah i'm very familiar with the savile case i, I pronounce it savile i'm probably mispronouncing it but uh, just the no it's savile yeah yeah that's right just the fact that he's photographed with the yorkshire ripper and that that boxer you know, uh, uh, you know that they're all photo, and he's just sitting back with his arms folded. You know, like he knows what he's doing. You know, and, and they yeah. allowed him in that mental institution. He was allowed full access of a hospital. This guy has no credential. Yeah, and they give him an office. It's here. very, very serious. My God, very, very serious. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Ed, it's been a great pleasure to have you as a guest. We've got to uh, wind up, unfortunately, now. But I could, I could talk to you for ages, and uh, you know, please don't be a stranger, and, and definitely come back. As a, as a guest in the future. And before we go, just, just remind the listeners where they can actually find your website. The website is called emailrevealer.com. And my email okay. is operaminvestigations at gmail.com. 
Okay, Ed. Well, um, you know, by all means, uh, we'd we'd love to have you on as a guest in a, on a future show. I very very much enjoyed uh, listening to you. If you hear of any new developments in the Epstein case, please get in touch with us because it's something obviously that is of great interest uh, not only in the United Kingdom but all of Europe as well because the British royal family are the most famous royals in Europe probably you know, they're the most famous people or they're one of the most lo- bunch of famous people in the whole world yeah anytime you need me brother okay Ed it's been great thank you very very much for coming on the show thank you sir that's it see you next And now a word from our sponsors. We are listener-sponsored, and we appreciate your donations. If you like the show, please visit OppermanReport.com and click on the Donate button. Or you can donate directly through PayPal at OppermanReport at gmail.com. We have Mike Gray of InfinityHomePlans.com. He's the host of Parlay over at CJ Mars Radio, Thursday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need custom home designs, stock plans, or 3D work, he's your one-stop shop for home design and drafting needs. Mike Gray at InfinityHomePlans.com. At InfinityHomePlans.com. If you're looking for essential oils, stop by and check out Essentially Tammy on Facebook. She is Young Living Essential Oils Independent Distributor. Now, these are 100% therapeutic-grade oils. They help support the body's natural functions. You can visit her website posted on Essentially Tammy uh, to see the current deals or email at jocotammy, J-O-C-A-T-A-M-I at yahoo.com or call 352-239-8546, 352-239-8546. Hey, if you need a private investigator, go to my website, emailrevealer.com. We offer asset searches, locates, skip tracing, adoption investigations, online infidelity investigations. We can recover deleted text messages from a cell phone or trace an email to online dating websites to catch people cheating. That's emailrevealer.com. Or you can call 800-572-9762. 800-572-9762 for emailrevealer.com, my PI website. Pacific West Bamboo. Uh, it's your premier source for construction and craft-grade bamboo poles. Uh, they're announcing their latest project with EcoHead Event Sanitation, making bamboo composting bathrooms and porta-potties. Their first display will be at the Lucidity Festival in Santa Yanez, California, April 11th to the 13th. Come by and say hi and see what you can build with bamboo. Contact them uh, for any kind of event planning, display building. If you need construction grade or craft grade bamboo products, uh, call Amanda at 503-839-8126. 503-839-8126. Or visit PacificWestBamboo.com, their brand new website. We're also sponsored by the New World Mexican Women. Uh, this is a rural Mexican craft women's cooperative. Uh, they are traditional makers of fine handcrafted, authentic jewelry. They use beautiful stone mosaics and Pacific blue abilene inlay. Uh, they have a wonderful book of love letters written to their men in the United States, begging them to return to their families in Mexico. But they've written a new book. 
and it's uh, called. Uh, it's about a young girl that falls in love with a rodeo bull rider and runs off with him without telling her family. It's a beautiful love story called Azukina Part One: Azukina to the Rodeo. Uh, you can find their books and jewelry by clicking on their banner ad at OppermanReport.com or by googling New World Mexican Women. Uh, you can also promote your business or website right here and have your ad played all over the world seven days a week uh, by emailing oppermanreport at gmail.com or calling 800-572-9762. Welcome back to the Opperman Report. What's going on here? No. Oh, here we go. Okay. Welcome back to the Opperman Report. Uh, today is uh, we're live. Today is uh, May third, uh, May third, uh, two thousand fifteen, and uh, we're doing a special broadcast here Sunday night. Um, and uh, so that was a show I did with the you know, Christopher Everhard uh, from Truth Frequency Radio Network uh, way back in March. That was the end of March, like around March 22nd, March 25th, around then. Okay, so there's been some big developments since then, uh, which I, I want to update you on. Uh, now, I want to point out to it's funny, I, I don't get a chance to listen to myself very often. Uh, I, I never listen to myself, as a matter of fact, you know, so I had to listen to this whole thing. It's kind of funny listening to yourself on the radio when you're doing an interview, especially when uh, I'm being interviewed and I'm like all... Like, Chomping at the bit, trying to get stuff out, and the host isn't asking the right questions, and I can't get the stuff out with what I want to say. Um, there's another interview I did with um, Dylan Wade that is on the Opperman Report blog uh, that uh, we did like a two-hour interview on this episode and stuff like that. Where with Dylan, I'm I'm able to more like just 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 start talking and just talk 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 talk, and you know just ramble on. And get more information out. Uh, so uh, I invite you to to listen to that as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna post uh, this one, um, this recording at the end of that blog as well, and uh, those will be available to you on Spreaker and iHeart and everywhere. So now that discussion with uh, uh, Christopher Everhart was uh, at the end of March. Uh, in April, there's been some big developments in this case. Uh, right around April seventh. The judge ruled that uh, one of the, the the girl Virginia Roberts, the one who was the uh, victim not only of Epstein but also uh, she alleges of Dershowitz and also of um, Prince Andrew. The judge ruled at that time that she could not add herself to the litigation. Um, the litigation going on down in Florida is this. Uh, the victims of Jeffrey Epstein are trying to, uh, they're suing the federal government. Uh, it's a civil rights lawsuit because they were never notified of what the uh, plea negotiations were. They were never notified that he took this plea. They were never notified that he was given this plea, that he was, he, that he, um, was offered this plea. They were not involved in any of this, and they're the victims of this molestation by this guy. So, 
They're not suing for money from the federal government. They're su- suing that uh, all the sealed plea negotiations will be unsealed and that once that they see what's going on, what went on and what he got away with, that these charges could be reopened and he could get a real prison sentence, you know, and that his co-conspirators, which are now sealed and have been given immunity, all that could be overturned because the victims of the crime were never involved in that negotiation. So that's what the litigation down in Florida is about. So in April, the judge ruled, well, Virginia Roberts and this uh, Jane Doe number three, it's redundant uh, for me to add you to this litigation. We don't need you to. But you can pursue this. You can come in as a witness later. You can uh, file your own litigation. Uh, But for this, the purposes of this litigation, you can't uh, join this litigation. So this was touted on Radar Online and in the media as a huge loss, uh, as a victory for Epstein and his forces that these women were were being, uh, uh, what do you call it, thrown out of this lawsuit. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I read the, the documents myself, and I didn't come to that same conclusion. I said, well, you know, this, this doesn't look that bad. The one thing that dis- disturbed me uh, uh, when I'm reading over those documents and that ruling was that uh, the judge ruled that uh, uh, further proceedings would be sealed from the media. That concerned me. There was also a document dump right around that same time. Uh, if you notice, at the end of this interview with uh, Christopher Everhart, um, we discussed uh, Jean-Luc Bernard, who's this modeling agent, uh, who has his own accusations about him. Uh, way back, uh, 60 Minutes did a whole thing on him, uh, about him uh, uh, allegedly uh, luring these young models and drugging them and then uh, molesting them. And uh, Virginia Roberts and these other Jane Doe's in this uh, Epstein litigation accused him of being able to uh, uh, have uh, um, access to the passport office, has some kind of connections in the passport and visa offices where he's able to get passports and visas for these young girls, 12-year-old, 13-year-old girls all over the world and bring them to the United States and fly them around, do whatever he wants with them. So, okay. So, what happened was at the, in this document dump uh, in uh, early April, he act, has actually filed a lawsuit against Epstein as well. This guy was formerly Epstein's buddy, visiting Epstein in jail, I think it was like 60 times when he was only there, 52 weekends to have visits, you know? Uh, so, he was there quite a bit, man. This guy was Epstein's best buddy. So there's some kind of trouble in paradise between these two characters. And now Jean-Luc Bernard is suing uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Okay? Because he's the one with the deep pockets. You know, I think he's suing some other people involved as well. Um, some website or something. Some nonsense like that. He might even be suing me. Who knows? Because we have our own little problems with this case. Uh, we're getting a little blowback from this uh, uh, reporting on this uh, topic here. Um, but... Uh, I'm confident that everything I'm saying here is true. It's all been reported in the media. It's all verified. The, the, the uh, 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 what do you call the, uh, the, the defense to defamation or, or harassment, whatever, is the truth. Okay? So, uh, complain all you want. I don't give a damn. Okay.
And we're going to double down on this, okay? You want my attention? You got my attention. So Jean-Luc Bernard is suing Jeffrey Epstein. That's what happened in early April. Now, there was just a ruling on this, okay? The judge issued an order uh, at the end of uh, April, around April 25th, okay? And this is huge. What the judge ordered is that uh, Jeffrey Epstein and his, um, what do they want? They call them... uh, Uh, Let me look up the document right here while I'm talking to you. Okay. Interveners. Now, get to see, you got to understand what this litigation is about. The victims of the molestation uh, by Epstein, they're not suing Epstein for money. They're suing the federal government because as victims... As recognized victims, even in the case with uh, uh, Veronica Roberts, where she's been excluded from this litigation, she is recognized by the judge that she's a victim of Epstein. No one anywhere is claiming that none of these kids are victims of Epstein besides, I don't know who, man, like the media, whatever. These crazy allegations, all oh, the t-shirts, t-shirts. People, people that are saying that have not read the the, the, you know, the, the paperwork. They're not, they're not even bothering to educate themselves. The court describes Epstein and Dershowitz and all these characters as interveners concerning uh, the petitioners. Okay, because they they're trying to intervene. They're injecting themselves into this litigation, saying. Judge, these victims should not be allowed to see um, our private plea negotiations because it's, you know, it's bad publicity. It makes us look bad. Oh, it's all just tabloid fodder. It's wild accusations against honorable people like uh, Dershowitz and all these honorable folks, you know. That's what they're saying. So the judge comes back now and he rejects the privileges asserted by the interveners, Okay. So what he's saying is, is that the judge has just ruled that he's going to allow uh, these sealed negotiations to be unsealed, okay? And that the, uh, the uh, lawyers for these victims, this former federal court judge and this other uh, Brad Edwards, who's a very uh, respected lawyer down in Florida, these are very, very distinguished lawyers, are very respected. So the judge is saying that they can also um, proceed with their discovery filings. You know, discovery means that you get all the evidence the other side has. So all this can proceed, and when it do- as it does, all its information will be unsealed and made available to the public. Okay, so this is a huge, huge, huge victory uh, to the victims of this case. Now, why this is not being? Um, reported on HLN and uh, Court TV and, and everywhere is a mystery. Well, it's not a mystery. It's obvious why it's not, you know. But uh, when if they could report all the stuff of these allegations against Prince Andrew, now they should be reporting that um, the judge has just ruled that uh, these people are victims and that uh, these people trying to uh, quiet them down and silence them and not allow these uh, uh, these negotiations to be unsealed. The, the, the judge has just ruled that we're all right. So 
that's where we are right now. And uh, this is a huge victory for the truth and for justice for these young ladies that were uh, attacked and victimized by Epstein and all his pals. Um, and, and that's where we are right now. So, and that's what I wanted to update you about. I'll contact Christopher Everhart by going back on his show as well um, and, and reporting some more on that because there's a lot of other stuff too. If, when I listen back to that show, there's a lot of stuff that's left out in that, uh, about the original allegations with these young ladies and stuff like that. Another thing we're working on right now is um, as far as the radio show, the Opperman Report, is that uh, one of the characters that was on the plane with Bill Clinton and uh, who's that guy? Uh, uh, um, Chris Tucker. Uh, Bill Clinton, Chris Tucker, and Kevin Spacey. And a couple of, and even a soft corn uh, porn, uh, a soft core porn star. We're all on this plane going to Africa together. You know, oh my God. Uh, it's just unbelievable that this is all covered up. But uh, Kevin Spacey was on this plane as well. So I'm in contact with Kevin Spacey's brother. Uh, who has all these allegations uh, about his life growing up with Kevin Spacey and about how their father was a member of the American Nazi Party and about how their father sexually abused, uh, at least uh, the brothers claiming he was abused by the father, homosexually abused by the father. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, side note in all this. Uh, I'm in touch with him. Um, He's going to be coming on the show. It's going to be going into the member section. And maybe he has some information that can enlighten us on how it is that Kevin Spacey wound up on this plane with Bill Clinton and his convicted pedophile and Chris Tucker. Let's not forget Chris Tucker and his background in flying the victim of uh, Michael Jackson, uh, first flying him to Michael Jackson. And then when uh, this uh, show comes out, uh, this young man, uh, Gavino, is uh, goes on that show with uh, Bashir, and he's saying, "Oh, Michael Jackson, we sleep in the same bed together. You know, it's all fine. Nothing wrong with that." And uh, that, that hits the, the news, goes on TV, and um, according to Chris Tucker, what he testified was is that poor little Gavino uh, called him up and said, "Get me out of here. Take me to Michael Jackson down in Florida because I'm so upset." Okay, because <laughs> oh, all the media is hounding me. Take me down there. And his little boy, right? Uh, and Chris Tucker would send him a private plane to pick up this young boy and take him to Michael Jackson. So we're to believe, because we're all freaking idiots, right? We're to believe that uh, this kid was brave enough to talk out on TV and talk about how he was sleeping in the same bed with Michael Jackson, all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, this comes out in the media, the paparazzi and everybody's hounding this kid and saying, what's going on? And this kid said, calls up and says, Chris Tucker, take me to Michael Jackson. <laughs> the cause of all my problems, the cause of all my grief in this situation, not take me to a cabin out in the, the mountain someplace to hide out. Take me directly into the belly of the beast here to Michael Jackson. Uh, I, I would suspect that there might be another motivation. Someone else might have inspired Chris Tucker to, 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 to launch his private plane uh, to pick up this victim of molestation and take him back to the guy who's accused of molesting him. But that's just me, okay? Because I'm just a silly goose, okay? Anyway, guys, here we are tonight. It's uh, 722. If you want to call in, um, 702-605-4894, or you could Skype in at ed.opperman if you have any kind of comments or questions i know good old uh, mr fogelman from the uh, uh the word scenes uh uh 
group that we're involved in there. He said he can finally listen to the line for the first time. Welcome, uh, uh, Mr. Fogelman. I'm, I'm happy to have you. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, uh, regular callers, any new callers, whatever, you can Skype in at ed.opperman or you can call in at 702-605-4894. Otherwise, we'll just cut this short and all up. Because me and Victoria, we just uh, learned how to make sushi tonight. Uh, we learned how to make the sticky rice. We bought the seaweed. And we're making our own California rolls with crab meat. And she's doing her vegan rolls with the uh, cucumber and uh, guacamole in there. It's great, man. We're loving it. So we're going to cook up some more tonight uh, before the night's over. That's our plan. But if you want to call in, 702-605-4894. Or you could Skype in with a question or comment at ed.opperman. Just did a, a brand new live show last night, right around this time, with uh, Victoria DeNatalie about uh, cyberbullying and high school bullying and all kind of stuff like that. Fascinating kid. Uh, she's 23 years old. She's a motivational speaker. I really enjoyed that show. She's a really nice kid. Um, oh, got a call. Let's see who's calling in here. Uh, welcome. 845. How are you? Hi, Ed. Um, I want to toss around a, a, a theory about this guy Epstein. Okay. Um, he went to Lafayette High School there in Coney Island, which, is, as you have pointed out, is a very sort of blue-collar background. Do you know anything about his parents, um, what they did? And, and, and then taking it a bit further, you know, this meteoric rise to where he winds up teaching in Dalton, of course, you know, Cooper Union and NYU, um, I have a theory, and this this is what I want to, you know, pose, and you can comment on it after I, after I say it. Um, when I worked in New York in the 70s, I was a, a waiter down in Soho, uh, all these waiters that I worked with were homosexuals. And, uh, at this time, <laughs> I'm getting a repeat there, at this time in the 70s, Arnold Schwarzenegger was pushing his movie Pumping Iron. And uh, I had no idea. These, hom these homosexual waiters said, well, the demographic for pumping iron was these wealthy homosexuals who wanted to spend time with Arnie. So here's this, this subculture. I'm just wondering if Epstein's meteoric rise was due to the fact that perhaps he, too, like Arnie, was very popular with, you know, professional homosexuals. Um, do you see where I'm heading? Yeah, I do. And, and you might want to look into the whole thing about that time when uh, uh, Arnold was uh, uh, filming uh, Pumping Iron. He was actually living with a, a homosexual guy who was a homosexual benefactor. And uh, no, Ar Arnold's whole uh, early life is extremely interesting to say the least the guy was hooked up you know he knew jesse ventura by the way him and jesse ventura knew each other for years way back there venice beach all that stuff they, they both involved with motorcycle gangs uh really oh. interesting uh background of arnold schwarzenegger but he lived with a homosexual benefactor who was a a patron of the uh, uh the bodybuilding movement back then now as far That's as not widely known oh gotta look that up brother okay a lot of stuff there a lot of stuff there. Okay, you, you know Arnold uh, was a millionaire uh, before he ever got into movies. Uh, it's a whole other oh. story. Yeah, because uh, and he claims it was because him and his friend uh, uh, Franco Colombo um, uh, went around after the earthquakes and rebuilt cement walls and block walls. But I don't know how you make enough money doing that to own apartment buildings and That's stuff like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, he owned apartment buildings, uh, tons of money uh, before 
even during pumping iron, the guy had apartment buildings. The guy was rich. Anyway. After Epstein. Epstein's a very handsome man. I mean, he would appeal to homosexuals, wouldn't he? Well, okay. I don't know about that, okay? Uh, um, Because he's not my type. But I'll say this. (laughs) I'll say this, is that uh, somehow, you're right, he came out of this high school and landed himself at Cooper Union, which is, that doesn't happen by accident. No. Yeah. There's someone that gets you into that. Uh, so and then how we wound up at the teaching at these little girls schools, you know, at these little uh, uh, private schools. Oh, this is a very elite school. I know, man. I know. People don't understand, and you know, you don't just waltz in there with a high school diploma and two years of college and become a teacher. You know, it just doesn't happen in real life, and it doesn't happen that you go to work for Bear Stearns, you know, and with no college diploma again, and six years later come out a billionaire. You're from New York too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a suburban kid. When I went into Manhattan, I was very naive. And, uh, well, it was just very eye-opening, the whole subculture there in New York. Yeah, but we both know kids that went to high school with us that went to work at Bear Stearns and and Merrill Lynch and stuff like that. And you you go in and you work, and yeah, you make a good living, but you don't become a partner in six years and leave a billionaire. It just doesn't happen, not in real life. You know, so... Something else was going on. Yeah, I agree with you. Something else was going on there. And uh, no one's talking about it, and uh, it's very hard to come up. I don't know about his parents. I know nothing about Epstein's parents whatsoever. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, the guy's palling around with Trump. You know, if, uh, now he's palling around right out in the open with uh, Woody Allen, you know, and uh, a lot of still people are still friendly with this guy. Uh, I, I do not doubt for one minute that I don't think for a minute that he's changed his behavior um and i would just uh, put a call out there that if you have been a victim of this guy and, and you don't think that you have enough evidence contact me uh, uh 702-605-4894 or skype me or email me if you think you're a victim of this guy and we can look at your phone we can look at your computer we can find some kind of evidence and document it and then we can go after this guy uh, so i don't know what else to say Oh, I said my piece. Maybe you'll get some more callers. What's your name? Peter. Peter. Peter Durant? I called the other night. We had that terrible technical difficulty. Yeah, right after they called in, yeah, we had a whole big problem there. Yeah, the whole computer froze up. I don't think it was any kind of surveillance or any kind of thing like that. I think it was my computer, uh, which had low memory, uh, which we're struggling with. But uh, but thank you for calling in again, man. And keep calling, right, brother? Sure enough. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so 702-605-4894. You can call in just like Peter did. You don't get bit. <laughs> no one gets a, you know, you don't get a problem with calling in. Or uh, you can Skype me at ed.opperman. I always appreciate your Skypes and your calls and stuff like that. We can talk about Epstein. Uh, got a show coming up next week on uh, Obama the CIA agent. Okay. Um, Really funny coincidence because the guy, uh, I decided to say, you know, I want to do a show about Obama being a CIA agent, you know, because everyone I've talked to, Cynthia McKinney, Cindy Sheehan, uh, a lot of the people, uh, we all agree, you know, that Obama has a CIA background and that's how he got in there. He was put in there. So I went looking for a guest on the topic and it just turns out coincidentally, because uh, I went on Amazon to look for somebody who wrote a book about it, uh, was this guy who... um had contacted me previously about other topics, you know, and just he's a fan of the show, so wouldn't you know it. 
Okay, got another caller, 509. Hold on. Welcome, 509. What can we do for you? Hi, Ed. I wanted to talk about Baltimore. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Now, first of all, you can see how this whole thing was so scripted from the very beginning. Uh. Um, little press releases they would put out. And then they had the nerve to say that he, uh, that, that poor guy who died in the back of that paddy wagon or whenever he died, that he tried to kill himself. Could you believe that? Could you believe they put that narrative out? Oh, yeah. I that was just flabbergasting. You know, they think that we're that stupid. And, you know, people hold on to that. The people who want to believe that the cops are so good, they hold on to that. They use that as a, a talking point still. You know, right now, today, that's, oh, he tried to fling himself around and tried to kill himself. It's just so ridiculous. No, 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 they get away with that because we are that stupid, okay? (sighs) Because what happened is, uh, I don't know if you know this whole story, but uh, Monday, uh, when they made all these arrests, what they did was they, they, after school, in Baltimore, the teenage kids, when they get out of school, they take public transportation. They don't have school buses, okay? And they all have to take one or two or some kids take three buses to get home mm-hmm. what they did was uh the mayor and the cops said okay we're gonna we're gonna stop the bus uh traffic you know because it's a state of emergency right and uh they pulled all these kids off the bus and these kids had no way to get home these kids were crying in the street Strangers uh-huh. were loaning them their cell phones, saying, "Here, call your mother." You know, these families. Some of them have no cars; they have no way to get home. So, and I, I forget the name. But this mall, this mom and mall, whatever it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. And when all these kids were stranded there, suddenly three hundred cops in riot gear show up, and start they sure in- did, yeah, right, and intimidate these kids. So now, did you? Uh, is is this? Did you see that story? Uh, the Facebook post from the teacher yeah. at that school. Is, yeah, yeah, I saw that too. I saw that story. Now, was that the same place where that mother came and dragged her boy off? Was that that same place, or was that someplace different? No, it's not, and I'm very suspicious about that mother in the yellow shirt and the white pants. Are you? Oh, yes. When everyone else in that crowd is wearing dark clothing, and out of the blue comes this woman, and the camera tracks this woman before she confronts her kid, before a word comes out of her mouth, the camera is tracking this woman over to her son and confronts her son. I, that, I think that's a totally staged event, okay? And I'm not saying, I'm not going down the road of this this wacky stuff that I'm really getting a little upset right, with. Right. But, but that particular image, I believe, is a staged media event. And there's some other events in this thing that are some staged media events as well, which, which happens, okay? It happens in real life. It's when a big a story, 24-hour news story goes on, they need... Uh, uh, packaged pieces to sell to the public, and they'll stage events, and I believe that's one of them. Right. Really? You know, that was powerful because, you know, there's part of me, I've got a teenage son, and I would have done something like that because I didn't want my boy to be hurt. It's not whether or not I agree with what they're standing for because I I do, you know. It was such a double-edged sword. You were, at that moment, forced... (laughs) 
it's a sympathetic outside. Right. You know? That's why I think it's a packaged piece. (laughs) Okay, because it does stir Mm -hmm. up emotions and it does kind of satisfy some emotions we we all have. Another thing that's just uh, very concerning to me in this whole uh, Baltimore uh, narrative is um, this thing about, well, they wouldn't be rioting if they had jobs. If we didn't close yeah. the rec centers, if we didn't, uh, uh, if they didn't had no opportunity, if, if we need to, to reach out to the, these people in the community, the co- community has become a euphemism for black people. Okay, forget that uh, the community, that's right. gonna, and we need to reach down in there and help these people in the community. No, people would not riot if people were not getting beaten to death by cops. If the, the, the riots happen because because uh, an unarmed guy. Got picked up off the street for no reason, no charges, no probable cause because he looked at a a cop in the eye, not a white man, not a black man, it's not slavery, but he looked looked a cop in the eye. And we all know you can't look a cop in the eye because you're going to catch shit if you do. Okay, we all know that by now, okay? I'm 53 years old. I got partners that are cops. I got PBA cards coming out my wazoo, okay? And I know for a fact I can't look a cop in the eye because I'm going to catch hell over it. And that's why this kid got beaten to death. And this young man, 25 years old, uh, because he looked a cop in the eye. Not because he's he's, he's always underprivileged and there's no rec centers and there's oh, and they need jobs. It's 37. Forget all that stuff. The, the cops are beating us to death. They're shooting us down unarmed. And that's why people are rioting. And let's not forget it. Yeah. And we all need to remember, we all have to stand together in this. You know, you see the huge, I guess it's racism. I don't know. It's like you're forced to make these decisions every day because of what the media puts out. Like you said, there's things that are staged and there's certain situations that are emphasized, you know. But you have to remember something. There, you know, like that saying, and I don't even know where it came from. It was something like they came for the communists, yeah. and I didn't stand up because I wasn't a communist. They came for, or, or something like that. I don't know exactly how it goes. But, it, you know, I just want to scream, you know, people in this country, there is this little tiny bit of racism because they think they're protected. The white people think they're protected from this sort of thing. And it, I want to say to them, first they came for the black people, and you didn't stand up because you weren't black. Then they came for the Hispanics or whatever else, you know, next. And then when they come for you and your community, there was no one to stand for you. And you're like, how did this happen? It's because you didn't stand up when you thought it was somebody else's problem. When you didn't see the bigger picture. They're coming. This is happening to all Americans, you know. It's, it's a training issue. They're training the police like this, obviously. This is not community-minded policing. This is um, an us versus them issue, and we all have to stand up and stomp this out immediately. You know, we do. And yeah. I wish people would see it more like that. I, I just don't know how they don't. They're just so easily led around by the nose. Yeah, that's the other issue is the thing about how well, it's a few black, uh, black. It's a few bad apples. The reason the, the cops that did this, it's a few black, bad apples, and all the cops are really good, but it's a couple of bad apples that are doing this kind of stuff like that. Wrong. It's the training. It's the policy. Mm-hmm. The Supreme, That's right. The Supreme, it is. They're getting us all used to a higher level of force. Right. We're just used to it. It's pumped every day. And so when we see a police in my little protecting neck of the woods, we automatically take this fear posture and this sick uh, respect right. out of fear posture because this has been beat into our head. And this weird idolizing, like an abusive father or something, you know, right. type of 
situation. That's what's going on countrywide, and it's on purpose. It's it. This is how they've trained them. And and now and now, did you see how Sharpton? Is, uh, he came out yesterday, I believe, and and said that. Uh, we need to federalize the police. It needs to be right. under, um, you know, the, the federalization and, and uh, be damned states' rights. Something about that. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Did you see the blog post I put up about Sharpton? I, well, I did. I saw that uh, that you had mentioned that you had kn- knew him, uh, that he was an FBI informant. Right. For many years ago, and probably uh, has been this whole time. Oh, no, yeah, I, I totally believe that, that right now he's totally 100% working, not just for the federal government, but also, too, for the, 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 the Republican Party. <laughs> okay? And it's not just me saying this, man. Listen, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. I did know Sharpton, okay? I knew Sharpton way back uh, with the Rock Against Racism uh, stuff way back in 79, uh, 78, 79. Um, I knew him from uh, Black Vets for Social Justice uh, around that same time, 78, 79. Cause, and he was just a regular guy, you know, it wasn't, you know, Al Sharpton, you know, oh, look, we walked in the room, Al Sharpton, he's just a regular guy, you, you, Reverend Herbert Daughtry walked in the room, uh, you know, all these guys would walk, you know, uh, walk in, uh, I, I'm trying to think of some other names, but, you know, but all these guys, just, you just regular guys, you know, you know them, you know, uh-huh. uh, and I liked him, I liked Reverend Al. Okay, he was a cool guy. He would sit there and talk to you about Job. You know, oh, let me tell you about the book of Job. Job is, you know, being, uh, you know, and he would talk this stuff. And he was a nice guy. And he was a cool guy. You know, he wasn't like a, a conservative kind of guy. He was a cool guy. You could talk to, get along with. Uh, when when uh, Michael Stewart, when Michael Stewart, the graffiti artist, was killed in the subways, me and Al Sharpton marched together. Uh, other cases, you know, we uh, Eleanor Bumpers, we were on the same side. We marched together. Howard Beach, uh, you know, uh, we marched together. Uh, it, coincidentally, during Howard Beach, my lawyer on Staten Island was, was a lawyer for one of the, the, the white kids who killed uh, the, the guys in Howard Beach. Uh, so I was on both ends of that. I knew everyone involved in that whole thing. I knew everyone. So uh, then Al later on, uh, when I was working as a private investigator in Brooklyn, uh, I knew... And we worked with and we consulted with his security staff and his counterintelligence, his counter surveillance staff. Okay, so I know Al Sharpton well. Okay, and as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, when he saw me in that office, he approached me. He recognized me right away and said, "Oh, I said we're among friends here." Okay, so he saw me and he knew that I was a guy he could trust, huh. and he liked yeah. me. Right, so it was that's the kind of level that we I was on with Al Sharpton. But at that same time, he was wiretapping me because that's when he was walking around with that briefcase, tapping everybody for the FBI. Uh-huh. Al Sharpton, another connection to what Al Sharpton I have is that he promoted a, a, a tour with Michael Jackson. And okay. coincidentally, uh, some friends of mine worked on that tour and they came back and you know, I mentioned, oh, yeah, hey, Al Sharpton, hey, we know Al Sharpton. Yeah. I said, oh, Al Sharpton, he's no good. I said, what do you mean? He goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, when my dad was working on that uh, um, uh, Michael Jackson tour, Michael Jackson got caught uh, with little boys. And uh, mm-hmm. Al Sharpton and all those guys covered it up. I said, whoa, I said, you're kidding me. I said, well, we can go to the National Enquirer. I can sell that story for you. Huh. He goes, oh, no, 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 no way, man. He says, you can't mess with these guys. No way. And I says, mm-hmm. and that, that was before... 
uh, Jordy Chandler. That was before the first public case came right. out that anybody accused uh, Michael Jackson of, of, of molestation. This was be- three years. Well, now before. when you say yeah. you think he's working for the Republican Party, how's that? Oh, no. Are they hiring him to make him look like a fool or his cause like a fool or what? What's going on there? Okay, look up. I posted the links to the uh, Village Voice articles. Uh, the Village, uh-huh. the Village Voice um, did a, a, a great series of articles about how both of his campaigns, his campaign for mayor in New York, and his um, campaign for presidency, uh, was run and managed by and financed by GOP political dirty tricksters that go back to Watergate. That's the crew oh. that was, and then you can read the, the, I posted the links. It's in the, the, the Village Voice did a great expose on this, but they don't want to talk about it. I'm trying to get them to come on the show and talk about it. They heart, it's your heart. No one knows about it. You don't know about it, right? Yeah. No. S- uh-uh. Smoking Gun did a whole uh, expose, a great investigation with the, with the police reports, with the FBI documents, with everything about Al Sharpton working for the FBI. They don't want to come yeah. on the show and talk about it. I don't want to. Uh, I, ha- I read that whole thing. I read yeah. the whole thing with the smoking gun. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but the, my question is, why don't these guys have the balls to come on the radio and talk about it? They're not talking. No one knows about this. Yeah. I'm the only one talking about it. Yeah. You know? It was all, yeah. you know, it did make some news. It made some uh, mainstream, but then it disappeared just as quickly. Right. It really did. Yeah. It was shut down. Just like this Epstein well, stuff is shut down. Just like Epstein, right? This is huge news right now that Epstein lost this case. Everything's going to be... Well, I wanted to ask you also something about that Epstein case. I read something probably about two weeks ago uh, that uh, Prince Andrew was uh, acquitted or totally removed from the lawsuit somehow. No. What do you know about that? What that was was that Veronica Roberts, the young girl who uh, worked mm-hmm. down at uh, Mar-a-Lago down there at Palm Beach with Donald Trump and was uh, photographed with Prince Andrew. She was, she tried to uh, add uh, the lawyers and the, the uh, plaintiffs against the U.S. government in this civil rights lawsuit down in Florida. They tried to add her to the case. The judge says, okay. no, uh, I recognize you're a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. And you have your own rights to file your own suit. And you can be a witness in this suit. But I'm not going to add you as a, as a plaintiff to this suit. That's all that was. Uh, so, okay. yeah, that wasn't okay. bad at all. But it was portrayed. Because was, I don't know if you noticed, but I watch a lot of British news. Yeah. And the next day, he made his first public appearance after that. Oh, really? Well, and now he's, he's a court. Yes, because I watch the British news every day just like I watch uh, the Guardian, the Mail. I mean, I, I look at them all at least briefly. And the very next day, he was out in public in some charity, uh, maybe for you know some third world kids or something. And now he's back standing next to the Queen. So it, it really felt to me like he had a, a a victory. Is what it seems like because then he finally made his his presence back on the world stage again. Yeah, they played it up like a victory in the press, okay? But I read the docs myself, and I, I says, you know what? I, I'm disagreeing with the, with the portrayal of this. I don't think it's a victory. And now I'm, I, I, I feel that I'm vindicated because uh, the judge has ruled that Epstein lost. Epstein cannot intervene in this litigation and try and get stuff sealed for his benefit. 
that he has lost. Right. Now, now it's not been released yet because Epstein has the right to appeal this. Uh, uh, it's not going to be uh, released until he appeals. Uh, maybe the judge is waiting for a payoff or what? I don't know. Okay, for for the appeal. Uh, but uh, because I know that didn't Epstein secure um, a non or well, no, all of the people that were co-defendants didn't they get? Immunity. Um, they all got immunity. Immunity. But, but that's what we're so going to get. So can they even pull him back yeah. up? Or? Yes. That can all be overturned. That's what we're trying to do here. Oh, I see. The okay. victims okay. of this okay. case are saying, hey, man, how'd you give this guy a deal without telling me? No one told me. We want to see all the oh. negotiations. We want to see what this plea deal was. We want to see all the correspondence back and forth. And we want to get this thing overturned because I was never told about it. I was never uh, consulted. I'm the victim. You know, yeah. so they're suing this. So big, what yeah. the prince was doing was just showboating. Their whole PR went into overtime because they could spin it as some sort of victory, and he could start to maybe just do his own uh, PR where I'm innocent. See, right. I mean, here I am with children, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, is that even even the prince though really is not that much involved in this. And they can start all new lawsuits, by the way. Veronica Roberts can start her own case. The same exact case that we have going on right now, Veronica Roberts can do her same exact case and bring the prince right back into all of that. There's nothing stopping yeah. that. There is nothing that happened that said that Veronica Roberts is not a victim, that she's lying, that she's making this up, that this is a he said, she said, yeah. that she's doing this for money. That none, everything, and over and over and over, everyone says, the judge says over and over, these people are victims. They're, they're justifiably victims. Everyone knows they're victims. This happened. No one's not saying this hasn't happened. All we're trying to get is for these uh, negotiations to be unsealed. And my God, it, if, it, if we can, you, it's a, I, can't, I can't imagine what will come out. So what would, you, what would if they were all unsealed, what would that mean? For Prince Andrew, for Epstein, what, what would that mean? Could they be retried for other crimes, or would it just be public knowledge then? What would that? What what you know? What's well, going to go on there? See, the thing is, see, this is uh, discovery that uh, the lawyers for these victims are suing the federal government, saying we want to overturn these convictions and we want to get real convictions uh, because um, it was all done in secret. So please unseal these negotiations so we can see it and proceed with this lawsuit. So the judge is saying, yeah, we can unseal this stuff. So then it can proceed, and we can even get the, uh, the plea negotiation overturned and get a real conviction. So th this, ah. is, this is good stuff. It wouldn't be double jeopardy for Epstein, though, right? Or you know what? Because no he was already convicted, you know. Right. Uh, and normally, uh, in it, it, he, that would be another avenue that he can go after. It's double jeopardy. Uh, if we can get past these hurdles, you know, he can't say double jeopardy. But before then, we'll get everything unsealed and we'll have everything on the open. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm. Well, Ed, I sure hope so. And, you know, you really are the only one that's really digging into the nitty-gritty. All you see... <laughs> Uh, out there in the in the mainstream media is just the headlines, like you said. It sounds like a victory. They just skim the surface, make it look like it's you know all being patched up, and and on we go. You know, we're moving forward, and nothing to see here. And then that's what it seems like, really, honestly. Right. And the, but no, not, Radar Online did 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 a report on this around April twenty seventh 
uh, about how this is a huge victory for the victims, but it hasn't been picked up and, and reproduced anyway. And even, even I, I even have an inside a connection with Radar Online where they send me the uh, the stuff in advance, and I didn't even get it. And they know me. <laughs> they know me over there. They didn't even send it to me. So it wasn't put out in their regular press release stuff. Uh, but the other thing, too, is is that uh, uh, even in the alternative media, people who you and I think that we should be able to trust and talk to and, and, and rely on for information, they're taking the side of, of Prince Andrew and Epstein. You know? Are they? Then? Oh, pfft. Yeah. A, a, I'm not going ma- to mention it. any names, but a guy that precedes me on Friday nights on one of my stations is making excuses for Epstein and making excuses for Prince Andrew and saying that these kids, well, these girls, they got trips around the world. And, uh, oh, and I, I know president, I know uh, astronauts and stuff like that. And what they recruit astronauts and I will have a million dollars. But you know what, Ed? Did you <laughs> see that piece? Yeah. That, what's that comic's name was talking about uh, Michael Jackson? Yeah, Chris Tucker. Did you see that? What's that guy's name? And how he so trivialized the molestation What's that guy's name? Uh, very mm. liberal. He's he's an atheist. Um, what is his name? Um, how he said he would much rather be. He said something disgusting, like twiddled, gently twiddled, as opposed to something else. It was sickening. What's his name? You know, uh, he's he's white guy. I think he he in New York. He's a big one. Did you see that? No. It was only a month ago. And I did not notice that, but uh, the whole thing with Michael Jackson uh, has, uh, oh my God. If you listen to my uh, uh, interview with Diane Diamond, you know, so much in that interview was revealed. that has never been uh, talked about in the media before um, about these little kids who were molested by Michael Jackson. I know for a fact, because I know people who were involved in that case. Before it ever hit the news, we knew about this. I knew about this stuff with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I read the negotiations. I read the transcripts of the no- negotiations between uh, Anthony Pelicano, the private investigator who worked for Johnny Cochran and worked for Michael Jackson, okay, who's in prison right now for his activities. And he was negotiating uh, with uh, the parents of um, Jordy Chandler. Um, and it, the, the people have to understand that $20 million was paid to the parents of Jody Chandler and paid to Jody Chandler. In those uh-huh. negotiations, Pelicano wanted to get the kid back to Jackson. The money was being yeah. paid so that Jackson could have access back to that kid. That's yeah, what the so negotiation have that child right. And Jordy, that Jordy Chandler lived with his mother in a twelve hundred square foot home. Okay, in Pasadena, some little town, you know, in California. Michael Jackson moved into that home. For a, an extended period of time, I think it was like 45 days, 90 days, whatever it was, Michael Jackson and that little boy, 12-year-old little boy, lived in that little boy's bedroom. They did not leave the bedroom. The mother would come, knock on the door, leave a plate of food in front of the door. They would open up the door giggling. The plate would come in. They'd eat their food and put the plates back out. They lived together in that bedroom. For weeks and weeks and weeks, I'd have to go back and refresh my memory on all the the details on it. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, the mother there is she's criminal. Uh, she knew. Yeah. No, okay? no. No. The mother was the one that wanted the money. 
The mother was yeah, on the side well, of the that's people. That's criminal, yeah. and that's she. She's a sicko. But I wanted to bring something else up. You know how Hollywood still idolizes him. They still they they refuse to even act like any of this even exists. You know, I mean, it's he's still just everybody's idol, and they still have shows that show him in 3D in a hologram and right. and idolize him. You know. And same with Woody Allen. I mean, come on. There's people who still just idolize Woody Allen after disclosure by his own daughter. They'll just, what, demonize her? It's sickening. It's just really sickening, you know. Yeah, and the, and the court ordered that he was not allowed to visit any of his own children uh, unsupervised, his own biological children even. You know, forget yeah. these adopted kids, uh, because th- there was so much to these allegations. And he said, oh, well, it was too much to fight these allegations and keep going on. The guy's a billionaire himself. And now he's hanging out yeah. with Epstein. You know, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. So anybody that was in um, the Epstein home, because this is one thing that didn't come out in that interview that played tonight. Anybody who entered that home in Palm Beach, Florida, down there. Uh, and walked into that home and walked up the stairs in that home, saw nude pictures of underage girls in frames decorating that home. They were everywhere. Okay. And everyone testified that it's in the probable cause affidavit in his home there in uh, New York city. The same thing. People had gone to parties at that homes where there were underage girls or little girls, you know, dressed up like hookers. At these parties, you know, with uh, Russian accents, you know, didn't even speak English. You know, what went on is so obvious and so uh, blatant, you know, Uh, and and that was covered up in Vanity Fair at the time. Vanity Fair magazine did a story about this guy because he was on the plane. He he flew Bill Clinton around and they started looking Mm -hmm. into him and people talking about, yeah, man, we were at parties at this guy's house and there were 12 year old girls there, you know, and that was all covered up. Yeah. We could have stopped this 20 years ago. And it just goes to show the machine. It just keeps moving forward. Here we have Hillary running. Everybody knows about her husband. How is this so much part of the public awareness, but yet it's still just pushed? It's like the chutzpah, the, the, the gall that these people have to just keep putting these people in front of us with, you know, they have no repercussions. They just keep on moving forward. It's a machine. It's absurd. It's sick. It's just sick. If there was any reality to the uh, the Democrats versus the Republicans, right now the Republicans would be jumping all over this, man. Hey, look at this. Epstein, was, the exactly. judge just really good, right? But they're not. Yeah. Because there's a level where they're all in on it together. They sure hey. are. It, it really makes me just fearful. It's, you know, I see these people rioting in Baltimore, and there's part of me, you know, I live in such a beautiful, protected part of the world, and I have my own little bubble inside that world, you know, but I'm just so angry. I want to go stomp the ground in my own little city. You know, just wake up, people. Look at what we're living under. Look what's going on around you, not only on the highest le- levels, but... You know, things like this are going on in, in our own little local governments. It's just the corruption has trickled down that it's it's comical. And people just kind of walk around in a fog and don't think that it affects them. 
and more and more and more we're seeing more uh, police brutality. Just that's on that's the lowest level, but we're being traipsed on daily in areas we don't even know about uh, uh, property rights and and water rights and uh, you name it, and people are unaware. Yeah, and, uh, they're just unaware. And people want to argue about uh, Freddie Gray's arrest record. Or that, uh, you know... Oh. oh, yeah, like he deserved to be killed because he right. had been arrested. Right. You know, before. Oh, so what? No, no, no. You don't... Oh, well, he he had his... What did he have? Maybe five misdemeanor convict, or convictions or whatever. Oh, he was a troublemaker. He deserved to be killed. No, give me a break. We live under the rule of law. We're all, that is what America is. We have laws. Well, you know, and what? we are supposed to live under them. I, I've seen his. We don't just kill people, you I, know. I've seen his real criminal record, and there's also there's a fake one floating around. But I've seen the real one, and he did have about twenty uh, arrests. Uh, but the thing is, you got to remember is um, uh, some of this stuff was complete and utter nonsense about uh, giving false information to a police officer. The, the guy was in in police contact. The guy had to be under constant police harassment, like like weekly. You know, uh, when, I'm you look, sure. yeah, when you look at these charges, because uh, it's, you know, it's not like, you know, and, and some of the stuff was just ridiculous marijuana possession, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, crazy stuff. And even people, you know, when you see a burglary charge on, a, on someone's uh, uh, arrest record, if you just if you walk by a car and there's a broken window on a car and you stick your arm in the car, that's burglary. OK, you know, and even you know. that, Ed, doesn't mean you deserve. To, I don't care no, if no, you yeah, burglar no, 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 the yeah, car. Yeah. You know, that's my whole point of view. That's what these people, you, you see it everywhere. They seem to think because maybe he burglared or maybe he was a druggie or maybe he did this or that, that he, oh, well, his time is up, time to be killed. No. Yeah, yeah the guy was under police harassment. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Oh, boy. Yeah. And by the way, too, for all these people out there saying this crazy stuff about the whole thing is a false flag and a, and a, and a, and a psyop and all this kind of crap like that. The, the lawyer, his family's lawyer, Billy Murphy, was the lawyer of my producer, Keith Davis, and Keith Davis's mother, okay? We know this lawyer. This lawyer was going to be a guest on this show. This is not some kind of made-up psyop, false flag hoax. Right. We know these people. <laughs> okay, guys, wake up. So, you know, this is not that. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. We got to deal with all this stuff. Listen, uh, I'm going to take a commercial break right now. If, if uh, you want to hang on the line, great. If people want to call in, 702-605-4894, 702-605-4894, or Skype me at Dot Opperman, great. You can do that. We'll go for a little longer. Uh, me and Vic just learned how to make uh, sushi. We're making our own California rolls. We got the seaweed. We got the sticky rice. We got the avocados. We got the crab meat. <laughs> so we want to get back to cooking this stuff because uh, it came out really good, man. Okay, so we're about to cook up another batch. Uh, you may not hear be hearing as much of me as you used to because we really love this stuff. We might be cooking a lot of it. So if you want to give us a call, but otherwise we're going to be playing some commercials. We'll be right back after these messages with, with more of the Opperman Report uh, right after this. And now a word from our sponsors. We are listener-sponsored, and we appreciate your donations. If you like the show, please visit OppermanReport.com and click on the Donate button. Or you can donate directly through PayPal at OppermanReport at gmail.com. 
We have Mike Ray of InfinityHomePlans.com. He's the host of Parlay over at CJ Mars Radio, Thursday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need custom home designs, stock plans, or 3D work, he's your one-stop shop for home design and drafting needs. Mike Ray at InfinityHomePlans.com. At InfinityHomePlans.com. If you're looking for essential oils, stop by and check out Essentially Tammy on Facebook. She is Young Living Essential Oils Independent Distributor. Now, these are 100% therapeutic-grade oils. They help support the body's natural functions. You can visit her website posted on Essentially Tammy uh, to see the current deals or email at JockoTammy, J-O-C-A-T-A-M-I at Yahoo.com or call 352-239-8546. 352-239-8546. Hey, if you need a private investigator, go to my website, emailrevealer.com. Uh, we offer asset searches, locates, skip tracing, adoption investigations, online infidelity investigations. We can recover deleted text messages from a cell phone or trace an email to online dating websites to catch people cheating. That's emailrevealer.com, or you can call 800-572-9762, 800-572-9762, or emailrevealer.com, my PI website. Pacific West Bamboo, uh, it's your premier source for construction and craft-grade bamboo poles. Uh, they're announcing their latest project with EcoHead Event Sanitation making bamboo composting bathrooms and porta potties Their first display will be at the Lucidity Festival in Santa Yanez, California, April 11th to the 13th. Come by and say hi and see what you can build with bamboo. Contact them uh, for any kind of event planning, display building. If you need construction grade or craft grade bamboo products, uh, call Amanda at 503-839-8126. 503-839-8126 or visit PacificWestBamboo.com, their brand new website. We're also sponsored by the New World Mexican Women. Uh, this is a rural Mexican craft women's cooperative. Uh, they are traditional makers of fine handcrafted authentic jewelry. They use beautiful stone mosaics and Pacific blue abilene inlay. Uh, they have a wonderful book of love letters written to their men in the United States, begging them to return to their families in Mexico. But they've written a new book, and it's uh, called, uh, it's about a young girl that falls in love with a rodeo bull rider and runs off with him without telling her family. It's a beautiful love story called Azucena Part 1, Azucena to the Rodeo. Uh, you can find their books and jewelry by clicking on their banner ad at oppermanreport.com or by Googling New World Mexican Women. Uh, you can also promote your business or website right here and have your ad played all over the world seven days a week uh, by emailing oppermanreport at gmail.com or calling 800-572-9762.
Okay. Welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, Private Investigator Ed Opperman. And like I said, this is a special broadcast that we don't normally do uh, on Sunday nights. Uh, I've been trying to throw in these extra shows for you. Uh, did a live show last night at 5 p.m. Uh, with uh, Victoria DeNatale. Uh, what a sweetheart, man. Really an adorable young woman, uh, 22 years old, um, talking about how she was bullied in high school and stuff like that, and even middle school, and uh, really went on to become a very uh, confident, energetic, uh, uh, really uh, uh, brilliant young lady. So that's available on the Opperman Report uh, blog. I'm really beat. If you guys want to call in 702-605-4894 or if you want to Skype in at ed.opperman, we can go a little further. Otherwise, uh, me and Vic, we're going to make some uh, California rolls, which is our new hobby around here. Uh, we have our recipe down to make this sticky rice. comes out perfect. Oh, my God. It comes out so good. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, Vic, she's a, a vegan, so she puts in a cucumber and a guacamole. And then I put in crab meat and cucumber and guacamole. And that's just – we're just getting started. I'm going to start putting some tuna, get some fresh tuna putting in there too, man. Oh, man. I'm loving my new hobby. I got to tell you that, man. I tell you, it's, it's so good to eat this yummy, fresh uh, sushi. Okay, had a long show tonight. We started at 6 o'clock talking about uh, the Jeffrey Epstein case. I played a show I did with uh, Christopher Everhart on um, Truth Frequency Radio. If you go to the blog where this uh, show is playing, you know, is promoted, uh, there's also another show I did with Dylan Wade, also about the Jeffrey Epstein case, that has even more information. Plus, I did a couple of previous shows about the Jeffrey Epstein case. Okay, Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Uh, So, we're going to keep continue this. Okay, Jeffrey Epstein. We're going to continue these shows about this topic uh, uh, and discuss this case. This is litigation. It's public uh, information. I'm I'm not making any of this up. This is all stuff that is out there in the public domain, you know, that anybody, by the way, you can go on, uh, if you have a credit card and you want to look up this case, uh, you can uh, sign up with PACER. Uh, I don't know what PACER stands for. I've had an account with PACER for years and years and years. Uh, Not that I can afford to pull up these docs, but maybe you guys can. The case number is 08-80736. Now, a lot of these docs now are sealed, uh, but most of this case is public, and anybody can go on there with a credit card, or you can go to your library. A lot of libraries have a free PACER account you can use. Uh, Most law libraries, you can go to the courthouse, family court, or a small claims court, and you can talk to the paralegals down there at the self-help center, and they'll help you out, and they'll they'll teach you how to do this, man. They'll, They'll log in with their account number. And you can go on there and get all this kind of information. Now, if you want to help me out, okay, so I can go on there and pull up all these docs and afford to do this for you. Uh, you can always send me a donation at uh, OppermanReport at gmail.com. Or you can join our members section. Okay, uh, the members section at OppermanReport.com, the new uh, join us uh, section or the uh, archive section. Uh, you can buy shows on there or you can sign up and uh, get the uh, shows that are in the members section. Uh, we have after shows on there. We have other shows that are, are not public. Um, 
So the show I'm going to be doing about Al Sharpton is going to be for the member section. I just decided to do that today uh, because uh, I was struggling so hard to get a guest on that topic uh, to talk about everything I know about Al Sharpton. And um, I'll be reporting to you as well uh, everything that's on the smokinggun.com and everything that, that's in that series of articles on the Village Voice. Uh, both of them are great, 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 um, excellent reporting, investigations, and research, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Wonderful stuff. The only thing is, they don't seem to want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so they don't want to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Okay, because at this point, I got nothing to lose, guys. <laughs> okay, so we're all in this together. I don't see what much more they can do to me, man, to try and shut me down uh, than they've done already. Okay, so uh, bring it on, guys. Okay. Um, on that note, uh, don't forget, you can always Google uh, Help Save My Family by Ed Zad Opperman. Uh, I do have some court uh, stuff coming up. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with that that's really, really in our favor in reality and in real life. Uh, but unless we get this uh, judge removed and get a new judge and get our case moved to a new court, um, nothing we do will help. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, uh, oh, damn, I should have did some stuff today on that. Uh, but I didn't. But anyway. If you Google uh, Help Save My Family by Ed, uh, Ed Opperman uh, and send me a donation there, that'd be great, man, because we need about uh, uh, about 800 bucks uh, to get a new lawyer uh, to work on that for us, um, just to get the case moved to a new judge. And if we get that, we're, we're, we're set, man, we'll be fine. Um, and even there's a lot of stuff, too, that I think we can get out of this. And uh, Vic's already, she's going to be 15 years old in November, uh, so if we can just get some motions to postpone this, until she's like 16 when I can get her a car and she just come do whatever she wants and we'll be out of this mess okay by the way too Vic um uh she'll be doing her uh show back again very shortly we're gonna have her set up on speaker and tune in and iHeart uh where she can do her show and if any of the stations don't carry me want to pick her up as well I'd love to have you pick her up um because she definitely has a, a flood of guests that want to get on her show because uh, she has a huge following on Instagram and all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, coming up this weekend, we're doing the show about Obama being CIA. We're doing a show about the, the State Department issuing visas to guys that are uh, Muslim extremists. You know, they're out there being trained by the CIA to fight and, and shoot guns and do all kind of crazy stuff. Um, and got a whole show coming up about that. We have a show coming up about uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. We have a show coming up about Marilyn Monroe and her murder. It's a very popular topic. We're getting a ton of stuff about that. Uh, got some other stuff as well, but I'm getting tired. Uh, if you want to call in real quick before I abandon the show, 702-605-4894 or Skype me at ed.opperman. Otherwise, I'm going to drop this in exactly two minutes. So you got two minutes to call in, guys. <laughs> okay. And while we're at it, I just want to thank everybody uh, uh, who helps out with the show, all the producers, and uh, all the ex-producers, and all the uh, engineers, and um, advertisers, and sponsors, and um, all you guys who help out with all this stuff like that. I can't thank you enough, because we wouldn't have gotten this far, uh, and wouldn't be where we are right now without all of your help, and all of your support, and... Um, input so i can't thank you enough for that uh 
Let's think. Uh, what else? I think I covered just about everything. We're hitting 815. Uh, Got to get some food in me. Going to cook my new sushi recipes. And uh, just stay on top of this Jeffrey Epstein stuff and, and keep your eye on that and Google it every day. Uh, you know, when you Google these topics and you and you search them out, it, it lifts them up in these search engine rankings because uh, they become more popular. So uh, this is something we need to keep in the news. All right. And, uh, oh, man, if I just got a couple of new members in the member section tonight, it's a couple of guys, subscribers, you know, seven bucks, man. Oh, you have no idea how much that when I see that come up, we get a new subscriber. It's just so encouraging. It means so much to me that we get your support. And if anybody's interested in attending a seminar in the fall with guys like me and William Ramsey and Dave McGowan and Scott Michaels, and I know Wonder Hussey, uh, uh, Sarah Jane Woodhull, she was interested. And uh, if you, you have somebody you think you'd want to uh, come in, you know, suggest it. Or if you say, you know, you want to send me an email saying, hey, Ed, I really want to know about this. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, that would be really encouraging for all of us here that are working behind the scenes uh, to get this kind of stuff out there. All right, guys. Good night. Uh, next thing, I'm going to be doing an interview uh, with uh, Neil Sanders on Mind Control on Thursday afternoon. It's going in the uh, member section. Uh, also doing an interview this week with uh, the brother of Kevin Spacey. Uh, that'll be this week. It's going in the member section. And uh, a couple other stuff's going in the member section this week, too. So I'm going to be working really hard this week doing interviews. Good night. I love you all. We'll see you next week.